0: Welcome to the Go Lead Everything podcast. Do you aspire to become the best leader you can be? Then come along with me and GLE. Faith, love, integrity, courage. Four key values of great leaders all around the world. I'm Phil Swanson. And I'm on a mission to bring you leaders from all walks of life and arm you with the tools and mindset to lead effectively in whatever you are called to do. Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead everything. What is up, GLE Network? Today, I am pumped to be joined by a guy that I've been following for the last couple of years now. He is a patriot entrepreneur, founder of Dream Starters Publishing. He has interviewed hundreds, and I mean hundreds, of entrepreneurs. He's written hundreds of books. He's a master storyteller and the author of Million Dollar Book, which is just about to be released this month. He is one badass MF. Mike Fallett, welcome to GLE.
1: Oh, dude, what an intro. Can I use that everywhere I go now? That is perfect. Badass. A badass MF Mike Fout. Man, <laughs> I'm using that. I'm going to put that in my bio tagline. So thank Better you, man. It. I'm
0: sure you've I, never heard it before.
1: <laughs> well, I can use it more and more for sure. So, as uh, long
0: as you use my voiceover, you gotta use my voiceover.
1: Dude, that was great. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to get into it. I mean, you are another Patriot entrepreneur that's, uh, you know, doing a lot of great things out there. So I want to give some value to your audience. So let's get into some, uh, Some the of the meat and potatoes of maybe the journey, maybe storytelling, maybe how to increase the revenue streams. That's what I'm here for.
0: Let's have some fun. It's gonna be fun, Mike. So you know, before we jump into your story, I've oftentimes been accused of being an entrepreneur and not an entrepreneur. And I just you know high level want to kind of know your thoughts in general on is there such a, a thing as one person is one and not the other. And how did you know? Then, then maybe unload into your story. I really just want to unleash you to the GLE network on this episode and just kind of let you tell stories because that's what you're good at. So, so maybe start from there.
1: Yeah, I think that um, we're not all uh, made to do the same thing. We're not all made for entrepreneurship. We're not all made to be, uh, uh, you know, in in one industry or, or that we all have different strengths and different weaknesses. So. You have to figure out where you belong. One of my mentors, his name is Mark Evans DM. He changed my life. I met him a couple of years ago. We worked on his book called "Magician vs Mule." Within that book, he talks about how you have to become the magician if you want to have omnipresence and if you want to be everywhere. If you want to, you know, live a free lifestyle. However, it, you really you realize within that book that not everyone wants that lifestyle. It is a big risk to put yourself out there, to do it nonstop. You're going to have to love the journey. He does talk a little bit about entrepreneurs. These are people who treat them, their business inside a business, uh, specifically as compared to being the face of the company. So an entrepreneur, to me is someone who's maybe a part of our company, who runs our funnels and, and our systems and all that, and it's they're not on the the company name. They're, it's not their face that's out there, but they treat their division like it's their own. And I think they figured out that that's where they belong because they don't want to wake up, they don't, and, and put themselves on social media and maybe fight through all of the bullshit that's out there. I'm made for that. I love getting out there, getting my fists dirty. Let's get into it. Whatever I'm putting out there, I want to feel some. You know some excitement and I want to feel some like, uh, negativity so I can battle it. Uh, you're a big Jordan Peterson fan. I want to put myself in situations so I can figure out what I'm made of. Who am I inside what type of person am I really at my core? The more struggle that I go through, the more certainty I have. So I love putting myself out there. So I'm able to figure out, do I have really what it takes to defend my viewpoints? Some people are not made for that. And uh, that's perfectly fine. I've realized within maybe hiring a bunch of different designers, maybe a bunch of different writers and a bunch of team members, they love treating their sector of the business like it's their own. They want the freedom. They want the creativity. They are not entrepreneurs because it's not their company per se, but that part of their world is theirs. And I think that that's where they belong. That's where they're happiest. Mm -hmm. And as long as you wake up and you're happy about where you're at and it's fulfilling your soul and your wallet, you're doing things right. You
0: know, you, I know you're a student of Jordan Peterson unleashing your shadow. You, you know, I've, I've heard your entrepreneur story and it's really inspiring because like you said, a lot of people aren't made to go through some of the stuff that you went through kind of on your journey, right? They're not willing to, to take that step and, and make that leap and sacrifice for, you know, one, two, three, five, 10 years, whatever that might be. So, you know, maybe jump into your story and just give a little insight and background into how Mike Fallett became Million dollar book pro.
1: (laughs) You bring up the words, the shadow or finding your shadow to me. I'll just go off for hours. So you might have to calm me down. I love talking about the shadow. I was on a podcast yesterday. I mean, if you guys are out there, number one, you should be reading some Jordan Peterson or watching his YouTube channels or whatever, when it comes to Jordan Peterson. But Carl Young, the originator of the shadow, he's the one that dissected that people need to confront the part of their soul that society has tried to push away. We were born with this dark energy, if you will. And a lot of people try to keep it out of the public eye. And maybe it's that dark energy when it comes to anger and frustration, or maybe the fight club approach where you get so dumbed down by not having a purpose or something to shoot for, you just kind of fall into this mundane lifestyle. Well, sometimes you have to go back into these ground zero moments of your life and wrestle with that angst and that pain. And the only way you'll get to know yourself fully is if you confront your shadow, you can wrestle it down, control it and dominate it. That way you can use it wherever you go from there. So I think that this Mike Fowle, the one you're looking at and listening to right now started at about 2017, 2018 mark. That's when I dug deep and figured out who I really was at my core. I started back in 2008, 2009 as an entrepreneur, became a licensed real estate agent, bought my first four-unit building, thought I was this king of the world, and you know, here I am, an entrepreneur, and I'm fixing roofs and toilets and sinks, and my life was not good at all. So I started four different businesses, uh, rewards program, data analytics company, uh, events, entertainment company... All major failures. And I didn't understand why I was failing uh, until I put together my fifth business, which was called Doggy Surprise, which is a direct-to-home dog product service. And here I am at dog shows. I'm singing jingles with my guitar. And it was fun. It was cute. Um, The ladies loved it, by the way. When you start to have a dog business, people are like, wow, he's a really good guy. So I'm I'm at these dog shows, and I'm, I'm doing my thing. And I'm making some money. And 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 I'm making probably thirty forty thousand dollars a year, which sounds great, right? You know, I meet other entrepreneurs now; they're making a million a day. So is that really a success? In my eyes, it absolutely was. I'm making more money than I'm spending. So it gave me the confidence to start helping other people start businesses. They saw me with the four unit building. and they saw me with doggy surprise. I was getting questions online. Hey, how do you start a business? Where should I go? Should I go to the, the bureau downtown and, and fill out this paperwork and all that? And I'm telling them, listen, I did all that. I made all those mistakes. Here's my game plan. Start worrying about vision, simplicity, demand. If you can understand the basics, now you can build a business from scratch, from nothing. And when I started writing down my game plan and giving it to people, I thought to myself, why can't I just write a book about this? The girl I'm dating at the time, she's an editor. Heck, I'll write whatever I'm writing, she'll clean up. And then I'll put it up on Amazon. I'll figure out how to turn it into a bestseller. And then I'll have something that most people want, which is a best-selling book. So I did that right around 2015. I'm off and running. I have an Amazon best-selling book. I thought I was going to help more people start businesses than anything. What happened was people were interested in finding out how I did the whole book process. Wait a Mm -hmm. second, Mike, you're this BC student all through high school and college. Nobody expected you to do anything when it comes to writing. How did you write a book? And I said, well, what the hell? Why don't I just do it for you? You need a book? Let me sit down. I'll interview you. And I'll write the book for you. And that's what we started doing for many clients. So 2016, 2017, we're picking up a client here and there. And 2017, uh, the, the girl I was dating at the time leaves me. I'm struggling financially. Pipes in my house break. I, I don't have the money to fix my uh, sewage or anything. So I have no water, no sewage for about a year. I'm making very little money. I'm about to lose my house Uh, and this is when I meet the person that I'm supposed to become, I go deep into my soul. I figure out what do I really have that other people do not have? Do I have this grit? Do I have what it takes? This is all an absolute test and I'm struggling. And I sat down and thought to myself, it'd be so easy to go back to my corporate job. It would be so easy to call up my buddy and just get a job and let this pain go away. And then I thought, well, I will regret this someday in my life. If I don't go in all the way right here, right now, friends left my, left me. My family was sort of like, what are you doing? You're putting yourself through this stuff that, that, that doesn't, it's not yielding anything financially. What are you doing? I had to believe in myself before anybody else could believe in me. I had to show some type of results. A man named Anthony Lawley reached out to me. Out of the blue one day. Anthony Lolly's a a very successful entrepreneur online. He was back then in 2017. He reached out to me and said, Looks like you're the book guy. I see you promote all kinds of craziness on Instagram. Can you help me become an Amazon bestseller? And I had the wherewithal at that moment to say, you know what? I I won't even I I won't just help you. I'm going to do it for free for you. Uh Anthony, you're a man of value. I want to help you out. I'm going to do something for you just to prove myself to the marketplace. And I didn't say this to him directly, but I'm saying this to me. I need to show the market and the most successful that I can do what I say I can do. So he gives me the shot and I turn his book into an Amazon bestseller. And I was sitting at a coffee table because, you know, I, like I didn't have uh, a place to use a restroom at my house. So I would go to uh, a coffee shop nearby and I'm sitting there and he calls me up and he says, I think we did it. Did we just become an Amazon bestseller? And I have really slow reception at the coffee shop. I'm like, no, not yet. Not yet. He goes no, we did it. And you're like people cheering in the back. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. And then it pops. I'm like, oh, yes, we did it. We did it for free. He was so excited. He invited me to his book signing in New York city. I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He invites me out to New York. I'm like, uh, I guess I should go. I mean, this is like my biggest client ever, but I don't have any money really. Uh, okay. Let me pull out the credit card. I'm going to drive to New York city and I'm going to maybe just sleep in my car for a couple of days for, at, to go to New York City and meet him for his book signing. So I went out to New York. I'm listening to Think and Grow Rich via, on audio, audio or audible on the way out there. I can remember it just like it was yesterday. I sleep in my car. It's freezing out. Wow. I go to the Y. I get a shower right before I head out to to his book signing. Back then, you I mean, you see me how I'm dressed and I got the backwards hat. I'm usually in a hoodie. I was in like a full suit. I look like a cheese ball. Like I was not this guy, but you don't, you,
0: you, you don't sport the suit very often anymore, Mike. No,
1: no, no, no. It doesn't fit fit me at I all. I wore the it, hat
0: in your honor today, by the way, backwards th- snapback.
1: Thank you, dude. I need, I need to see that the, it actually, you know, you know, it works. My image is somehow, uh, you know, rubbing off on the, on the inner circle.
0: There you go. I, I, well, I want to stop you real quick. You mentioned something that I think a lot of people, need to kind of hone in on if they're if they're thinking about trying something or maybe they've been discouraged from trying something you had how many failed businesses before you had one that took off and, and was a thirty thousand dollar a year success
1: yeah four failures right i just i was in uh three hundred thousand dollars in debt just to give you an idea
0: it's Pretty wild, man see that you know and and how over what kind of time period were you looking at
1: so 2008 till 2013, 2014, doggy surprise started to exist. 2014. Wow.
0: Yeah. So you know, for all you listening out there thinking about getting started, you know, make sure your mindset's right to play a five to ten year game. Right. Like at least you know, if you're not willing to do it for at least a couple of years, don't. I mean, the likelihood of success in 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 any sort of business endeavor is very very low, and. One of the things that first pause, if you haven't followed Mike yet, you got to go follow him, go check him out at, at the dream starter on Instagram. He's also at million dollar book pro and it's Mike Fallot, Mike F A L L A T. And, uh, keep an eye out on million dollar book, for his book coming out million dollar book later this month. So that's going to be exciting, man. Um,
1: Thank you. So my- you're, great at, you're great at the uh, transitions and the intros and all that, man. So well done on that, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man.
0: You're going to make me blush. Um, <laughs> when you got through that period and, and now you're in New York, you're still sleeping in your car, right? You've got your successful business. People just started like asking you about writing books. And and like I think it's cool that you even had the wherewithal to be like, hey, I'll just write a book for you. Right. Like most most people would have just been like, oh, here's how you do it. And just let let it alone. But, you know, is that maybe some of your natural entrepreneur tendencies or did you learn that?
1: Well, I, I think it comes down to just resourcefulness. I mean, I, I was not blessed with a lot of resources. I, I mean, I'm a shorter guy. I was born with a, a mentality to just be a blue collar worker. Like I, I was a, a, basically like a ditch digger. I can always outwork people whenever it comes to digging ditches. But I just didn't have it up here, and uh, I wasn't into reading. I wasn't into writing until I picked up Rich Dad Poor Dad at 22, 23 years old, which got me into entrepreneurship. So you know, it has to do with resourcefulness. And when someone comes to you saying, "Hey, I have a problem," it's the capitalistic mind of the entrepreneur that says, "I could be the solution." Whether I'm the solution directly or I can put you in touch with the solution, It, it really did kind of solidify a phrase that I live by to this day, which is be valuable to valuable people. And when someone comes to you with a problem, and if you can solve it in any way, then you become more viable to that marketplace, to that person. And that name uh, that what you become associated with, that, that will travel. That is going to go into many different circles. And you might not have a clue how it's going to connect. But now I have Anthony Lawley, connected to some of my clients to this day, which is five years later. So, you know, it's not just a one and done thing. It's not like problem solution. Okay. That's it. You go your way. I go mine. We're in this for this. This is a game of life. We're in it together for a long time. And I'm looking for allies. I'm looking for partners and I want to be of service to many people, not just once, but maybe for the totality of life. So if you could start look at looking at every problem, And seeing how you can be the solution or connect that person to a solution, you can monetize that a thousand different ways. And so you're not just a book guy. You're just not the tax guy. You're just not the sales guy. What if you can help someone find their identity or find that perfect partner or be the person that connects another individual to their their dream boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever? Being of service just allows you to grow. And Tony Mm -hmm. Robbins has this great quote out there. The human being feels most alive when, you're, when they're growing or giving. So if you can just figure out a way to grow as a person, grow your network, grow your skill sets, and then give back, now you're doing two things that make the human soul feel most alive.
0: Hundred percent, man. That's good. It's great advice to leaders, right? That servant mentality of, of showing service as well, and uh, you know, obviously, go lead everything's a little leadership focus. But I, I absolutely just love that. Just the whole the whole idea of making yourself valuable, not only to valuable people, but but the marketplace in general. And I got a confession for you, Mike. My Facebook profile years ago, which I deleted stupidly or or deactivated because I didn't want to be on social media.
1: Oh no!
0: This was years ago, and and I was off all social until uh, 2020 when I joined 365 Driven Society. I, I didn't even have social media when I when I started. Oh, that's a this good stuff.
1: start though. That's a good start.
0: Hey man, you got to start somewhere. But um, my Facebook, but the old profile, it literally said under favorite books two words: who reads. That's what it said. <laughs> And it's comical to me now because I got you know stacks and stacks of books that I'm, I'm pouring through. But you know why? Why books, man? I mean, you have you always been a good storyteller? Is that a skill you've developed through through this process as you've grown your business? You know what what made you dive into
1: books? Oh, that's another good question. No, I have not been into books my whole life. I don't think I read a book in grade school, high school, or college. Just to give you an idea, we've done 300 books now. We two hundred and sixty eight bestsellers as of yesterday. Uh, I have read maybe hundreds or thousands, I guess you could say books since I started my journey at 23, 22 years old. Why books? I believe I realized I was, a, I I guess had this infatuation with stories back when I was seven, eight years old, I was obsessed with the Billy, the kid, evil Knievel, Mike Tyson. I would research their lives and how did they become so great? So whenever 2014, 2015 happened, I was writing these little blogs throughout my, I guess, every, throughout my month, once, twice, three times a month of what I was doing. I was just getting clear with my, with, with, with my, my direction. Who was I, where was I going with everything? And so me crafting these little blogs to share out on LinkedIn, hopefully to capture the attention of some girl that I was trying to impress with my blog writing on LinkedIn. Turns out she never read anything (laughs) that I was posting, but I thought if I would post it on LinkedIn, we're connected, she would be reading it. Maybe she would think I'm this stud entrepreneur. And I, and I fell in love with crafting blogs. And I think that's when I started getting pretty decent at writing. Uh, and it was really about teaching lessons and telling stories, something within a short amount of time, 1300 words or less real short, real fast, real effective. And, uh, I guess that helped me with my book, uh, dream Starter: the startup business guy for the diehard entrepreneur and, uh, people, you know, took notice of it. Hey, I love how you put this together. How did you do s- this in such a short amount of time? And I was really mimicking a book that I read a while back. It was called The Wizard of Ads. And and it was very cleverly done. It would talk about how great people hire very, very successful people by chance. And it was just teaching this simple lesson and telling a really, really cute and clever story with it. For example, I read a a story about um, uh, uh, Elvis Presley and and how he uh, hired his is, is, um, uh, manager Colonel Parker. I haven't told this story in years. I can't believe I'm just thinking about this, but I remember the story of how Colonel Parker was this genius marketer. And, uh, he had some great ways of making money and, and Elvis Presley saw him and said, listen, I love how you make money. How about I give you half of everything I make for the rest of my life? Just make me a star. And so Colonel Parker came on board and he's the genius that came up with the tassels and the look and, you know, the star stars around his name and everything. And he's the brilliant person behind it. So you think to yourself, wait a second. Okay. So Elvis was great. He was the talent, Mm -hmm. but you need to have someone who puts a spin to everything. And these little stories kind of like, really shocked me i'm like oh when i write a book i want something this effective this simple so i can give to my audience so mm-hmm. i mimic that whole process uh, with my first book and we do the exact same thing to this day and mm-hmm. uh book writing not only made me more sure of myself and more certain it got my message a little bit more clear for the for the marketplace to know what i stood for so not only did i become more deadly as a as a storyteller I would say that the marketplace took notice of me because they actually knew what I was about. Mike Fallett equals Dream Starter, the startup business guy for the diehard entrepreneur, which means whatever Mike's talking about, I'm assuming it has to do with starting a business. So even if people don't read your book, they will know what you're all about. So if you write a book called, let's just say this right here, we just put this out yesterday, Mastering the Giveaway by Justin Bernash. Justin Burnash is the master of the giveaway. Okay. He helps people give away cars via YouTube guess uh, YouTube ads. So he gives away cars for free. Justin Burnash equals the master of the giveaway. Okay. This is Tim Lyons, a gym professional. Jim Lyons or Tim Lyons equals built to grow. Okay. So whenever you think of Tim Lyons, you're gonna think. Oh, he has something to do with growing a business or building something that is going to grow rich dad, poor dad. When you think of Robert Kiyosaki, Robert Kiyosaki probably has something to do with teaching you about being the rich dad, not the poor dad. So it's an easy way for you to communicate who you are, what you're all about, without much thought and if you can speed up the time for the the audience to know what you're all about you're going to get attention you're going to get deals you're going to have them talk about you in an easier way because it's not all about you sharing the message it's about what are they saying when you're not in the room what are they saying online are they saying go to go to mike because he's the book guy or go to mike because i think he might be able to help with something you're doing when it comes to the to the business I want Mike Fowlett to equal the book guy. So that's right. why million dollar book equals Mike Fallett. Use yeah. your book. Branding, great man. wealth without even selling it. Become known for something. Create that moniker and your life gets so much easier because of it.
0: Yeah, 100%, man. So many, me for a long time, you know, guilty of just completely ignoring how you can actually control your reputation, your identity, your personal brand, you know whatever we're calling it you you have control over what you choose to put out into the world whether it's a book or a podcast or your social or or whatever and you know me for a lot of years lots of people they just kind of accidentally accept labels that other people put on them their whole life so maybe in your family like me my whole life I was the I was always the kid that got interrupted right <laughs> like that was just kind of like something I've had to overcome my whole life, I don't mean that negatively about my family. I just mean like that, that was kind of just kind of a running joke my whole life. Cause I, I just was like always the kid that got interrupted. That was that was sort of the label. But you know, I've kind of broken away where you know, I'm not really that person anymore. And you know, kind of like you said, you run you start running into sort of clashes when you start changing, and the people around you aren't necessarily changing at the same pace, or maybe, you know, maybe they're going in a different direction and you're going over here. So I thought that was really interesting that you mentioned that. And, you know, the Going back to your uh, story on Elvis, because I, lo- I love that story. I've got a mentor, a uh, really good friend of mine I admire, Greg Francis. He's, he does some private coaching as well. Um, really, really made an impact on my life. He has a quote, you don't make winners, you find them. Do, do you agree with that quote? So, or what, what are your thoughts on, on that concept?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, let me think about that for a second, because I have yeah, frame, seen... Frame it up for me. I've seen people transform over uh, our process when it comes to books. Mm -hmm. Okay, So typically, it's a 75-day process. I've seen people transform from insecure, unsure of themselves, to putting out a book, and now they stand a little taller. Their shoulders are back, if you will, as uh, Jordan Peterson says. Mm -hmm. I've seen people come out of their shells within such a short amount of time. Do mm-hmm. they have a little bit more drive and maybe wherewithal and maybe skill set than the other person that's in their same industry? Mm-hmm. Maybe, but were they were they technically a true winner? I think they had to accept the identity that they were a winner. They had to create mm-hmm. that identity. So I don't know if you can find winners uh, as easy as you can create them. If you can tap into your brain and just start changing the words that you use. If you start changing your circle, if you start changing how you dress and how you think of yourself, all the words you say to yourself out loud or just internally, you can kind of reprogram your brain into making you a winner. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example of this 2017, I go through that breakup. Uh, I'm at the low point in my life. The business is struggling. I don't have much money. I know at that time that it was going through my mind to rebrand myself. So, Dream Starter came out two years prior. I had to become known as something else. So attractive story selling was my, was my moniker I wanted to be associated with. That was my mm-hmm. next book. So I started hiring a bunch of Instagram models to be associated with my book business. It was crazy because you know what I was putting out there was sometimes obscene, but it got me a lot of eyeballs. And whenever I was surrounded by other models and having this like sex appeal, it made me, in a, with, when it comes to my dating pool, become a little bit more attractive. Oh, you're surrounded by good looking women. It looks like you're more successful. It was easier for me to get dates. I didn't feel like a winner all the way at that time, but it was easier for me to craft myself as a winner into the marketplace, which Mm -hmm. now I felt the effects of of social evidence and social proof. And so Mm -hmm. it made me feel like a a winner a lot easier. It gave me the confidence to go to events. I was able to be more confident when I spoke to potential clients. I was able to articulate my message a little easier because I had some social evidence behind me proving my point. So I think I created the winning mindset within me. I don't think it was always there. I had the work ethic, I had the drive, but I think that you can create winners based off of just reprogramming all those limiting beliefs and shaking out your old identity.
0: hundred percent, man. I, you know, maybe reframing it, So what I, what I heard was you can change it, but there's gotta be that hunger, that willingness to put in the hours, do the reps, do the work. You know, you told a story recently on your podcast about, you were talking about rejection response and like, this hits home to me just on your five hour run every day, smiling and saying hello to people. It's just like. Like how they react, because every I think everybody's experienced that, where you're walking on the street and you're trying to make eye contact with somebody to say hi to them, and they maybe they don't even look up at you, they won't they won't even make eye contact with you. Like, what talk talk a little bit about rejection response and and just you know, do you think maybe like the winners you find maybe the 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 thing that makes them a winner is simply the hunger and the willingness to actually do the work, because I don't uh-huh. think everybody has that.
1: Oh, I don't think everybody has it for sure. Uh, Yeah. Rejection response. I'm glad you listened to that podcast episode. I loved it, man. That thing fired me up. Ah, Thank you. Yeah. If you start to analyze how you feel when someone says no to you, and uh, maybe even if someone doesn't say hi to you, whenever I was running those five mile loops, you start to realize like, man, I don't even want to say hi because I don't want to get rejected. But that just means that you are at the mercy of the world people who win in this world, the most successful, are not at the mercy of anyone. They are in complete control of their emotions, their finances, their future, their life. And so you have to go from one rejection, one negative uh, event in your life, to another, to another, to another, without a loss of enthusiasm. And the right people, the right moment will come through and say, hey, this person is enthusiastic. This person is willing to go through whatever's necessary to get the goal accomplished. And so you stand above the rest just by being enthusiastic, not by, by showing to the other individuals, you are not at the mercy of the world. You are the master of the, your ship or captain of your, captain of your ship or master of your fate, however you want to look at it. And I think that that's what makes winners win. You are yeah. always in the game. And no matter what happens, whether it's a loss of a business, a loss of a sale, someone leaves you, there's always a next move. There's always a new play. And you always have some type of a chance to bring it all back. We love underdogs in this world. That's mm-hmm. why I think we're all drawn to stories of, you know, whether it was the movie Rocky, how it all came to be Sylvester Stallone, pretty much given up all of his money to make sure that he was in that movie, no guarantees whatsoever. We love the underdog because we're drawn to that moment of total loss and then taking whatever that is. And capitalizing on it. And I think that's what's inspiring. So anybody out there who goes through these ground zero moments, you have to start looking at that as saying, hey, this is happening for me, I'm going to use this, I'm going to use my story somewhere, somehow, Mm -hmm. to build trust, to inspire to motivate. And I talked a little bit about giving a little bit ago, when your story is inspirational, and you give back. Now you're going to uplift other people. So you don't have to give them connections or resources or opportunity. You might give them an idea or a thought or the belief in themselves to do it themselves. And so mm-hmm. now you are being viable just by sharing what you went through. I love that, man.
0: I love it. Y'all, if you're not following Mike, you got to check him out at the dream starter on Instagram. Uh, you can follow his business at million dollar book pro on Instagram, million dollar book pro.com excited for your book coming out, man. I called you a couple of years back. I don't even know if you remember this. I was in an airport flying back from somewhere. I called you and this is my first conversation with you. I was interested in writing a book and, and I just didn't know anything about it. Um, I'm like, Mike, I don't know who you are. I got your contact from my buddy, Tony and, uh, you know, tell me about writing a book and you walked me through kind of your process. And it made me go, man, Phil, you need to do a lot of work to grow yourself and get yourself ready for a four hour interview <laughs> to talk about leadership and whatever you want to talk about in this book. So I kind of put that on pause for, for a number of different reasons. But you know, it was a real, it was a real wake-up call for me, just how accessible writing a book and becoming an author can be for people. So, you know, maybe touch on that for a, a few minutes and then kind of roll into what, what we can expect maybe from your book coming out here the next month.
1: Yeah, I guess we could start off with like answering the question of why you'd want to write a book, and and just go back to why you wanted to write a book. What why was it? What was irking at you to say, "Hey, I need to put a book out there"? In your own mind, like what were you thinking?
0: I was thinking that I had something to offer the world that was missing from a lot of the folks in my circle. Did
1: That's you what think I was of thinking. it? Did you think of money at all? It wasn't
0: money related, actually, at all. <laughs> Did did you My think that?
1: Thought. Did you think that you needed to put something out there for a legacy piece, like maybe for your kids or maybe for future generations? Or
0: yeah, I, I did think it would be a really cool way to build reputation. You know, I was I was in the early stages of getting introduced to building reputation, personal brand, that sort of thing, and so you know I saw it as a tool for that um, as well. But um, it, it definitely wasn't a financial thing for me. It was more of a, you know, how can I share benefit the world and and start building my reputation in a more purposeful way.
1: Gotcha. And so you started off with maybe being of service, adding value to someone's life with lessons, right? Right. And so you if if I were to say like the book was had a certain specific direction, was it all about leadership in your mind? That sort of That was body? the
0: that was the initial thought. It's morphed a lot, but that was my initial thought back then.
1: Gotcha. And was the whole intention to now brand yourself as a leader and maybe get speaking gigs and get on podcasts or, 100%, or just to get, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So if anybody's out there, where it all begins is the vision of where you're going. What are you going to do with the book once it's done? Don't just sit down and write a book for the sake of writing a book. Start with the end in mind and reverse engineer it back to where you're at right now. Whatever you write should help you get to that next step in your career. And so Phil here is thinking about writing a book about leadership. I recommend you still do that. Okay. And the reason why is because that is a very universal industry. You can go anywhere and talk about leadership and it'll be of service to them. So now you know where you're going, because then once you have that in mind, once the book is done, you can monetize that many different ways. And you said you weren't interested in the money aspect but I'll tell you why that's important. You need to associate book with money because if there is no money coming in through the book, it will not be an asset. It will become a liability and we only focus on assets in our life. Okay. Mm -hmm. A lot of people out there are buying stuff that's, you know, that depreciates and it goes to waste and all that. What's an asset like your house or your office, or relationships, your, your spouse, whatever. These are things that you're continuing to build and grow and hopefully uh, increase the quality of your life. A book is an asset if used properly. And if it makes you a lot of money, you're going to use it more. People are going to talk about it more. You're going to promote it more. So make sure that you associate book with money. So now you got the vision where you're going. You break it down to the lessons you want to teach on that stage or in that podcast. Make it tangible in your book. Leadership. Okay. In order to become a great leader, you need to have great habits. Lesson number one, create great habits. Okay. Lesson number two, listen to great podcasts so you can get the verbiage down of what leaders say on a daily basis or the belief systems of leaders. Okay. Oh, join masterminds. These are simple lessons that anybody is saying, but what makes me different? Oh, the story of how I learned these lessons, that's what's going to separate me from the average person out there saying the same thing. So lesson number one, create great habits. How did I learn this lesson? Well, when I met with Tony Wadley from 365 Driven, he started explaining how important it is to read and to write and to speak coherently and to become articulate, and to start taking care of your body, and to start doing X, Y, and Z. And when I met with Tony, that's when my life changed. So now you got the lesson tied to the story. And this is basically the start of an easy to write book. As long as you're teaching something, people will care about what you say, because nobody cares about what you're saying, unless it helps them with their life. But nobody will trust you until they know about your life so the vision tied to the lesson geared to a specific audience with a specific story in mind now you can write a book easily that's going to be accomplished set out there into the world published and then used properly because if you are the man who talks about leadership there is someone in 365 driven or listening to this podcast or someone on amazon that came across your book and said Oh, Phil, he is the leadership guy. Get him on my podcast. Get him to my event. Oh, you want to learn about leadership? Go talk to Phil because he has a program and a best-selling book and a podcast, and now he can help you accomplish that goal in your life. So it all starts with vision, tied to a lesson, tied to a specific story, geared towards a specific audience, and then you can even meet with a person like me. doesn't have to be my company. I do recommend that. But ghostwriting is something that most successful entrepreneurs really uh, have not thought about, but this is what they go for uh, once the book is about to be put together. If you've ever read the book, Who Not How, have you ever read that one, Phil? I actually haven't read that one. So Who Not How will teach you that the most successful people outsource their weaknesses. And they always will find people that will do something better than them, especially if it's a non-revenue producing activity. Writing, for example, is a non-revenue producing activity. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, if I were to ask you who wrote that book, who is it? Do you know, Phil? Robert Kiyosaki. I would say you are wrong. Okay. <laughs> Robert Kiyosaki is the author, I guess you could say from the, from the marketing standpoint, but sure. he's the brand builder. He's the business guru. He is the master when it comes to getting his name everywhere. But the true writer is Sharon Lecter. Sharon Lecter is the ghost writer that he hired to uh, interview him and then bring his stories and lessons to life in a book. So the most successful books are most likely ghostwritten, which means you have an individual like myself sit down with you for a couple hours, perform the Socratic method on you. And you know, this is so powerful when I, especially if you're listening to Jordan Peterson, question, answer, question, answer. You are only gonna get good answers if you ask yourself good questions. So you can do it internally or you can hire someone like me to do it for you. I'll prompt you with questions, especially from an outsider's point of view. You come up with the answers based around those lessons and stories that you want to share in that book. And I record it all via Zoom. I send it to a writer, the writer writes it. We send it back to you. We do two edit run throughs. 75 days later, you have an Amazon best selling book teaching lessons, telling stories geared towards an audience that needs help with leadership. You become the leadership guru. And now your life is never the same because you can monetize that many different ways.
0: Mike, what if nobody knows who I am? What if I'm someone listening to this podcast right now? I want to write a book and I'm like, dude, who's, nobody even knows me. Like who's going to buy my book?
1: Like what? <laughs> yes, great, good question. If you don't have the confidence to, uh, you first have to have a business, okay? I will say that. You need a service to provide. And if you don't have a service, it's going to make it very difficult to monetize your book. But if you don't have the confidence to say to the world, I'm your go-to guy, I'm the one that's going to cure your problem, I'm your solution that you've been looking for. If you don't have that, then why the hell would anybody hire you? Okay. I don't care if it's an insurance salesman or a tax professional or a CPA. I want to walk into that room, and I want that person to say to to me, hey, Mike, you better hire me because I am the go-to guy. I am your professional. I will cure your problems very fast because I am the expert and I should have enough social evidence to look up based off of, are you committed? Do you have a a lot of clients? What's your lifestyle look? What kind of car do you drive? All of these are breadcrumbs to kind of highlight if you're the go-to person or not. What's your social media look like? I know there's individuals out there who are saying, I do not want to be on social media. I am not a guy that's going to take pictures of my food and post it You are now losing out on an opportunity to showcase who you are, what you can do, what you're all about, building that common ground with the potential client, even before you sit down and explain your services. It's pre-selling yourself, maybe for a month or a year or five years or 10 years, you are pre-selling yourself to these individuals with every post. And someday, somehow, their problem may be so big in their life that they need it solved. And if you're the guy who is putting out books, posting all the time, and if you are the one that's on the podcast and you're sharing your message and you're surrounded by great people, putting your money where your mouth is and joining masterminds and traveling around and meeting different people, well, then you are their answer. And it makes it easy for them to do business with you. And I'll tell you one other thing here, man. Jordan Peterson has the greatest phrase when it comes to success. He says, if you want to become successful, you need to win lots of games. In order to win lots of games, you need to be invited to play lots of games. So your job as a person who's trying to get known in anything is to be invited to play lots of games. Very valuable people want to be around other valuable people. So Mm -hmm. they're testing you, looking out for other people who are just as successful as they are. They're testing you every step of the way. And if you can make it known that you are as committed as they are, you are going to be invited to play in their games. And other individuals who want to hire you want to make it easy on their decision making process that they've made a good choice with you. And if they've read your book and they learned something from you and they listen to a story that has something to do with their life. You went through a divorce, I went through a divorce. You love dogs, I love dogs. You started a business and failed. I started a business and failed. Mm-hmm. Now we have so much common ground. We feel like we know each other. Right. And now all that is out of the way. Let's do business together. Sure.
0: Man, it's awesome. You know, I, we we have like had like one conversation. I, I message you every once in a while on online, but I feel like we're friends because you know, I've been I've been interacting with you and interacting with your content for the last couple of years. And I heard this mentality about posting. On social or anywhere, whenever you post, you're basically hiring a salesman for your brand (laughs) that will work for you in perpetuity. So, you know, when you post, see it as you're literally hiring a salesman that's going to be out online for who knows how long, selling your brand to who knows how many people. Right. Absolutely. Like, uh, I I love that
1: person. People are doing business with you, not your business. They're, They're, I look at all the most successful multimillionaires some of them say to me directly, I don't invest in the business. I invest in the person. Mm. I know businesses fail, but guess what? People are resilient, especially the winners and the, the right people. So even if it does fail, I know you'll make it right. I know they'll make it right. I know they'll do what's right to, to fix that. Or maybe even um, put me in touch with another person that will be able to be the, the, the solution for me. So 100%. it's the person behind the business. And if you are not, you know, making people laugh and showing who you are and, Then you're cutting your own throat. You're losing out on opportunity to not only get to know yourself, you're losing out on the opportunity for the market to know who you are. I love it, Mike.
0: Hey, man! Before we get to a point where I want to ask your final question, I see you running. Obviously, you got some good habits in your life. Any tips for people who are trying to build habits, train their mind, you know, face their shadow? What Mm. What do you got? What do you got? Tips and tricks for for any of the folks out there.
1: Well, I think it's model your heroes. Uh, it, I make it a very clear point in my life to get around people I look up to. And uh, I join masterminds uh, regarding people who I've been following online for quite a bit of time. So I see how the most successful live. Um, what I will tell you is that you got to kind of hack your own soul, if you will. So we're not all the same. We're all pretty different. we got to figure out what works for us. Whenever 2017, 2018 happened, I got into running um, and I was not a runner up until that point. I was a, I was a lifter. I would go to the gym and lift. It was, it was a turning point though. I needed to do something else to shock my body into maybe relieving stress because I had so much stress at the time. So I would start to run. And as I was running, I became uh, a little bit more clear-minded. It was like therapy for, for my soul. And it was very difficult on my body, but it was good on my mind. So I started running more and more and more. And I became Addicted to it. Uh, not many people were telling me, "Hey, you should run every day," but it was it was changing my DNA. I was I was becoming a different person. I had way less angst at work, so uh, I hacked myself. I think you got to figure out what works for you. Uh, here's another key point when it comes to figuring out what works for you when it comes to sleeping. I've interviewed lots of millionaires. A lot of people say the most successful uh, characteristic uh, of, of, a, of a happy person is a, um, is their ability to sleep at night. So I started paying attention to my sleep patterns. I would wake up without the whole 5.00 AM, 6.00 AM. I would wake up when I wanted to wake up. I would set my day in, in probably a week in advance, how I wanted it to go. Obviously it would never go that way or it wouldn't go that way all the time, but I would start to set my schedule exactly how my ideal week or ideal day would, would go. Jordan Peterson talks about that also. Mm-hmm. But when I started thinking to myself, I want to wake up and be excited about my life. I'm going to sleep till 7 a.m. I used to get up at 4.30, 5 a.m., 5.30, because that's what everybody else was saying. Oh, well, you know what? I don't feel good for hours. I feel I'm, I'm awake. Maybe I'm working, but I don't feel good. So I started mm-hmm. getting extra sleep and I started seeing how happy I was going to work. I, my, my attitude was different. Right. So it wasn't like somebody told me that, Hey, start to sleep in a little bit more, but I know it worked for me. And then I would run at night. And I think that you have to figure out what works best for you, but also it starts with, you know, what are my heroes doing? And maybe I'm not going to do it exactly like that, but they're doing something that works. So I'm going to mimic them as much as I possibly can. And whether it's reading the right stuff, reading the same books, putting the same things into my body as they are, Mm -hmm. you need to kind of have a base point and then figure out you know, what is best for your life, for your DNA, for your, you know, for your own dreams, because I'm not a family man. I know that there are people in my network that are family men. They have wives and kids and all this stuff. I do not have their same schedule. So I saw it. I kind of took what works for me and I applied it. So that's what I recommend for the listener out there
0: dynamite really really good advice the 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 sleep thing has been tough for me too man because i've I've struggled with the whole getting up really early and uh you know i've i found it my effective strategy is to set my bedtime so like if i if i know i have to get or i want to get up at a certain time then i have to set my bedtime and and like i have to go to bed at that time otherwise i'm not going to be able to get up at four or five or whenever i'm i'm going to get up right but um yeah. I love that. When you're, when you're getting up at seven, when are you going to sleep?
1: So I go to sleep at around 1130 midnight every night.
0: Okay. So you get seven. That's, that's good, man.
1: Well, I, it, like here's that. A, I think I left out this, but, um, I think you got to do something first thing in the morning that you're excited to do. Mm-hmm. So why do you want to wake up and just take on the world? I liked, I liked waking up and had having something that I was excited to do. When I first right. started to make some money, I was waking up ready for this film. I was, I was watching uh married with children the show <laughs> at like seven in the morning, oh I would God. wake up and be like, oh, I can't watch. I can't wait to watch uh married with children. So I eased into my day, which yeah. made me like fall asleep a little easier because I wasn't dreading that first thing in the morning. When right. you dread that first thing, it's harder to fall asleep and it's harder to start the day off uh, on the right foot. I love that, man. Absolutely love that. I
0: also, you, you kind of made me think of this quote too, as far as like imitating your heroes. I've heard, I've heard people talk about, you know, what would the leader you admire do every day mm. and then just start doing what the leader you would admire does on a daily basis you just have to do what they do and you know what did they have to do to become that person who they are that has done all these amazing things that you admire right and you know i think people think there's this magic thing or people get lucky or you know it those people that have these results out here you know, all we see is Kobe Bryant winning championships. We don't see the fact that he was putting in all this work over here with Tim Grover and, you know, whatever the heck he was doing, like crazy stuff that makes other NBA players just go, what? Like this guy's a freak. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be the best, then some, something's got to get you there. It doesn't just happen.
1: Right. Yeah, man. You got to create good habits from the get go. You got to, basically follow what they're doing. I mean, and it's basically an equation, right? Like, what are they reading? What are they listening to? I don't know if you do the same thing, but I stop listening to music for a while when I go to the gym. I listen to you know different podcasts or lectures from Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. Jim Rohn videos, or Tony Robbins, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to just feed my mind nonstop. When you think about your heroes, I guarantee they're feeding their mind nonstop. And the mm-hmm. average person around you is probably not giving you this ultimate advantage. So yeah, chase your heroes, mimic them, model them as much as possible. And Mm -hmm. eventually you, it's wild to say this, but you become someone else's hero.
0: Yeah, 100%, man. Mike, this has been super fun. I know we're running up on time. I have one final question to ask you. If you're not following Mike Follett, F-A-L-L-A-T, go follow him at the Dream Starter, at Million Dollar Book Pro, pro milliondollarbookpro.com. Tell us about the book coming out this month. And then I got one final question for you.
1: Yeah, so Million Dollar Book Pro. I mean, people are looking to write a book. I want to give the whole game plan of how it's all done. What are we doing behind the scenes? How do you become an Amazon bestseller? Everything start to finish. Uh, it does talk a lot about the Socratic method and why it's important to write a book and what's actually happening to your brain when you're doing so. Uh, you know, to become dangerous in the world, you should become articulate. When you write, you become very clear on who you are as a person. Time. Uh, <laughs> I know you would love, love that. that line, man. You know, you become Fire clear breath. on who you are. You get the world to know about you. Um, you know what's worth defending, what's not worth defending. Uh, you become very certain on um, how you can help people. And uh, and, and this is going to just travel into other parts of your life that have nothing to do with business. You as mm. a person. So writing is important. I'm going to explain that in this book. And then also how to use a book properly to generate wealth without even selling it. A lot of people ask me, like, you know, I can't wait to put on Amazon and sell it. And I'm just how much money you think I'll make from Amazon. I said that is going to be small potatoes compared to what you make on the back end. If you can do this book in a way that it's your calling card, it's your moniker for life. You're going to use that as an attraction marketing tool. It's going to be your flag that you throw up in the air and you're going to assemble a tribe. And that tribe is going to join memberships. Watch courses that you put together, buy your apparel, listening listen to your podcast, You know, join up and maybe put together some type of an investment pool with you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you attract funds through the membership that you put together, very similar to what we do with the Inner Circle. So you can monetize it a thousand different ways in the back end that will yield a thousand times more money than the front end sales. We mm-hmm. know people that um, I could share their names, but they make maybe a thousand, two thousand dollars from Amazon per month passively. Sounds amazing, right? Well, they have $50,000 coaching packages. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, it's insane to spend your time on the front end when the real money is on the back end. That's where the relationships come from. That's where you can make a uh, a dent in someone else's life and contribute to their success. So think of it as a relationship builder. And if you use it properly, courses, memberships, apparel, affiliations will all continue to grow into perpetuity. So that's what the book's all about. It's coming out May, 2022. I can't not wait, man. So- Socrates, Plato, Jim Rohn, Jordan Peterson, all kinds of cool stories you're going to like in there.
0: Awesome, Mike. Love it, man. Go get the book, Million Dollar Book. And Mike, last question. I usually ask a question that was inspired by Gary Vaynerchuk funny enough, it was a perspective on putting out content and how it's going to live on in perpetuity. And we thought it was cool seeing like one picture of our great grandpa, but you know, our great, great, great grandkids are going to have like hours and hours of video of great, you know, great, great grandpa yeah. Phil talking to great uncle Mike Fallett, Right. Like if you, with that perspective in mind, what would you want to leave those future generations with
1: today? Man, uh, that is wild to think that, you know, hundreds of years from now, they're going to be able to see the books we put together, the videos we put out, it's going to live on. So I want them to know that, uh, I was a risk taker. Uh, I want them to know that I was a diehard dreamer. Uh, I was the one that broke the generational curse. I was the one that put it all on the line to build something that I truly believed in and maybe change the mindset of, uh, generations regarding my family for the rest, for the rest of eternity, uh, financially maybe even mentally, spiritually, I want to be the example. uh, And that's what I'm trying to do day in and day out. Just be the example, uh, because what you get in this world is pretty much what you put out. You know, you get different opportunities come your way based off of how you uh, present yourself to the world. So if I can present myself to the world in the right way, maybe, just maybe future generations will see that as an example and say, damn, I want to be like that guy right there. I love it, Mike. Mike just nailed
0: what leadership actually is. Leadership is actually spelled E-X-A-M-P-L-E. Being an example for other people to follow. And Mike, you're doing a a great job of putting yourself out there, being that example, helping a lot of other people be that example too. And so we appreciate you coming and sharing with the GLE Network, man. Glad to be here, man. Thank you very much. All right, y'all. Take care and go lead everything. If you think someone would benefit from hearing this episode or any of this content, please share it and send them over to goleadeverything.com to learn more. It has been amazing to hear about all the individuals who listen to and are getting value from the content here at GLE. Thank you for your support. You are the reason we do what we do. See you next time. Go.